Welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. All right, Podman Ron. Podman Ron's imbibing. Tasty. Tell us what you're drinking, Podman Ron, because we heard about this in the green room. I've not tried it yet, but I've heard everybody who has tasted it (laughs) thinks you're a fucking genius. It it sounds like shit to me. No, no. You know what? Because you haven't had it. Everybody that... I tell that's what I get. They always say that sounds like shit. That sounds terrible. And then they get it and they love it. They they just. What is this concoction? It is coffee with blueberry syrup from Dunkin' Donuts. Wow. Yeah. I mean. So just instead of like a vanilla or hazelnut, caramel, chocolate. No, you go with blueberry. I go with blueberry. It fills the whole car with blueberry aroma. (laughs) Mm. A fruity coffee drink. I've never heard of that. Well, yeah. It's, it's delicious. It sounds repugnant to me. I mean, no. I might as well order like a, you know, a large coffee with three cigarette butts in it. No, you know what? <laughs> Next time you're here, you I'll okay. get your coffee for Dunkin' Donuts and y'all will And you'll love it. Y'all will say no. That's all. They will say we're, that you're a genius. Uh, is the, I mean, uh, certainly that adds some sweetness to it. Do you need to add more sweetener to the coffee? Well, always five splinters. Five splinters. So PMR, before the podcast, gets a large black coffee, or actually you get a little bit of cream in there, right? I get cream in it. Cream, five splendas, and a shot of blueberry syrup. And the shots, I'm guessing, are uh, an ounce, two ounces maybe? We don't know, right? I don't know. It's a surprise. It's whoever, you know. Whoever <laughs> it's a surprise. It's wow. a surprise. Can I get three fingers of Splenda? <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone at Dunkin' Donuts, since they're sponsoring this episode, uh, can we get somebody to do a Ben Affleck uh, impersonation? What do you mean, Blueberry? Uh, has anybody said, excuse me, sir, when you place the order? Oh, all the time. Oh, okay. Are you sure? <laughs> All the time. If we make it that way, you can't re- you can't return. <laughs> right. They think it's a senior prank or something. I got to sign a waiver for the brain damage that it does. For, you know, <laughs> please sign here. Oh, all right. Well, hey, I will. Uh, extra aspartame. <laughs> that, uh, extra aspartame I I helps why out. I cannot remember anything. So. <laughs> Uh, well, we were talking about remembering things. We do have a little bit to talk about. I think this the main bulk of this episode is to uh, uh, give the Podman review of uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. Uh, we are missing Alex, so we'll have to catch up with Alex at a later date. Uh, but Brian reminded us that we do have a few other things to talk about in the news. <laughs> Uh, Brian, what, what it, it seems like it's been a little bit of a slow time period, although we haven't maybe we haven't recorded in about a month. It feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it's probably been three weeks. Uh, this one, uh, PMR. Maybe I shouldn't talk shit about the blueberry coffee, but uh, they announced that uh, Michael Schur, who's you know uh, from uh, the Office, Parks and Rec, the, the Good Place, Parks and Rec, right? right? Yeah, winning show after winning show. 
Yeah, uh, Michael Schur, his next pro, his next show is going to star Ted Danson, <laughs> and it's going to be set in a uh, a nursing home. Ah. Yeah, whose idea was that? And, and he's going to it's going to be he's a, it's a nursing home spy comedy. Uh, <laughs> what you two? I can say this: you two suck because that was our idea like <laughs> well, five years ago, and nobody wanted to run with it. Your your idea was William Shatner and Adam West right. in a nursing home right. and hijinks ensue. Yeah. Right. And not spies. No, no but no, close. But we, close. We, but we went with they would do mysteries and they would, they would uh, solve crimes within the nursing home community. I think what lost me on your pitch – was there was a heavy amount well, this, of your this, pilot. This was PMR's script treatment, by the way. This Not anybody else. PMR wrote a script. There was a heavy amount of this script dealing with <laughs> Shatner's young gir- chippy Asian. girlfriend. Yeah, I think she was uh, an that Asian. He was boning, bride. Yeah. That he was boning, and, and she she wouldn't be – only family could visit this at this nursing home, which uh, that's not really a thing, but only family <laughs> could visit at this nursing home. And so he had to tell everybody that his young, chippy girlfriend was his granddaughter. <laughs> and so he would have to introduce her to everyone as his granddaughter and pretend to be your grandfather when they're, when they're out in the hallways in the cafeteria, and then he's boning her back in his room. I felt uncomfortable. That, that's that that's what turned it for you. Uh, hmm. That was the humor part. That was the, that was the part. humor part. <laughs> uh, but to, I mean, I wrote it. I wrote an episode that did not play into that. That did not have that character in it. Um, Brad, Brad's episode was like a sixty sitcom, <laughs> and Brian loved it. Oh my god, this is the best. Here's the thing. Uh, if you, uh, Brad, have you watched um, Poker, Poker Face yet? I knew you were going. I've watched parts of it. Yes. God damn, that show was fantastic, and the reason it's fantastic is it's unapologetically Columbo. Okay, it is. A, it is a good show. It's fantastic, but it's and that's what I think we're going to get a resurgence of is is the Rockford Rockford Files, Columbo, those type of. You know, single well, episode, why- self-contained guest stars that that true like seventies and eighties like TV show. Well, I think uh, that's what Ryan Johnson's kind of bringing back. I mean, I think that's his that's his niche. It was his niche on screen, and uh, I think he's bringing it to the, the small screen, and he's doing it like that. Which I love. Yeah. Man. I, I, I I love her. I think she's. I can't tell if she's hot or disgusting. It's just weird. <laughs> I have mixed feelings. That's about he normal. Is- he gets a confused boner. <laughs> my boner's confused. <laughs> boner confusion. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? Are we in or out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so PMR, uh, he was so close. So close to having a winning formula. Uh, I do have that, uh, that was a hell of a formula. I, I don't I don't have my the script treatment offhand uh, for the show, but I did have what I wrote down uh, for the episode titles 
uh, one, episode 100 pilot, a mysterious rash of deaths at the Hollywood retirement home forces resident Bill Shatner to use his TV detective skills to solve. His primary suspect, newcomer Adam West. All right, Brad, let's not, let's not reveal all that because, you oh. know, we still... We still <laughs> Well, considering one's dead and the other's almost 100, I don't think we're going to get it greenlit. We can plug any old actor into that, you know? I mean, come on, man. True. True. I was trying to see when I wrote that. And I mean, with every streaming service out there, hell, there's still a chance. There's a chance. That's got to be at least seven years ago. We could we could sell th- that to Tubi. I would say it's been a decade ago. Almost. No, it wasn't that long. You sure? Yeah, it's about seven years ago. Uh, I got episode 107, the early bird special. The residents decide they want a different mill and later in the day. So that's oh, that was no. <laughs> I think my favorite one was. <laughs> no, I better not say it. Never mind. Anyway, uh, go on. <laughs> anyway, go on. Next subject. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, let's see. We've got. Uh, we don't get to test yet. We got. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Yeah, not much. That's not much. That was that some was trailers ones. You'd, you'd mentioned, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, essentially trailer. Well, this is some little tidbits, but uh, basically uh, there was an article that Disney's uh, CEO, Michael, uh, oh, not Michael Eisner, the other guy. The um, new guy. The Bob, old guy or the new guy? Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Bob Iger saved Kevin Feige's job that back in 2015. This is pretty interesting. 2015. <laughs> Ike Perlmutter wanted him fired. He wanted right. Perlmutter wanted him gone, and you know Perlmutter is uh, came along with Ivy Arad in the '90s when they filed bankruptcy, and Perlmutter was super duper cheap. But uh, Perlmutter effect, uh, apparently felt threatened by Feige and tried to like get him fired and removed from the company. And so uh, Bob Iger created a job specifically for Feige, so he was out from under Perlmutter. So Pearl, because Perlmutter was trying to get rid of him, um, that and then which was just interesting. And if and we, you know we did that the Marvel story. I read that that uh, book. PMR, you read it too, where it kind of goes through the history of Marvel. Um, oh yeah, that's a good book. And yeah, the, the, all that stuff's really interesting with with Stan and and then later Avi Arad and uh, Perlmutter and and then all the way into where Disney bought them, bankruptcy, all that good stuff. But uh, it's an interesting book. And apparently now Feige, the rumor is he's trying to be like the like studio head um, of all creative. So he would be over Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, all of it, which. Interesting. If that's what he's spending his time doing, that would maybe explain some of uh, (laughs) what we got to talk about later on. Um. That was pretty much it news-wise. We got several trailers for the uh, Super Bowl, and I've got something I want everybody to check out, mm-hmm. our listeners to check out. Maybe I'll, I'll link it on our Instagram page. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and then we have a couple of celebrity deaths. Oh, we do have so, some celebrity deaths. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I, I'm i sorry to get – I don't want to get ahead of the celebrity deaths, but when we start talking about it, I think I have one, uh, another one that you may have missed, Brian. All right, Trailers. Trailer trash. Let's talk some trailers. We have The Flash. We have new Guardians 3 and a new indie. Was there a new indie one? Barely. Yeah, there's a new uh, indie one. Brief. Brief one. 30 second clip, I believe. 
And then there was also the Fast uh, X, which uh. is idiotic that it's right there in front of them. We've said it before. It needs to be Fast 10 colon your seatbelts. Yeah, they didn't do anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Is it colon or is it a semicolon, Brad, when it's the two dots? Uh, when it's the two it's dots. It's a semicolon, right? No. Two dots is colon. Semicolon. Two dots. Yeah. Uh, so I was right. It's colon. Yep. Colon. It's colon. All right. But yeah, so we got, uh, I guess, first up, uh, Fast 10 trailer. What did you guys think, Brad? Uh, you know, I'm not a big Fast 10 uh, person. I kind of fell off after uh, Tokyo Drift, I think, to be honest with you. Uh, which, <laughs> I mean, it peaked at Tokyo Drift. I love that kid from Sling Blade. What can I say? <laughs> I love the kid from Sling Blade. Well, his name's Lucas what? Uh, Lucas something, yeah. Uh, I, maybe Lucas Haas or something like that. No, that's the weird kid from uh, the White Ghost, oh, you're, uh, whatever, Luke, Lucas Haas. And he and from... Uh, um, A Witness. Uh, and well, Mars Attacks. And Mars Attacks, there you go. We know, we know everybody except for... Are you looking up Lucas from Fast and Furious? I am, All right. yeah. Uh, so, so besides uh, not knowing any of the the uh, series, Lucas after, Black, Black, there Lucas you go. Black. Um, you know, it looked as ridiculous. It didn't look any more ridiculous, I guess, than the other ones. Uh, other than when when uh, uh, Groot uh, backs out of the back of the uh, the plane, and somehow or another, the helicopter two helicopters shoots uh, uh, some spears and spear guns into him, and then he ends up moving around and crashing the helicopters or whatever. It doesn't seem any worse than any of the rest of them, but I was surprised to see. Uh, again, are, are we just running out of actors and actresses in Hollywood? I mean, I, so Jason Momama is in here. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea he was going to be in here. To be honest, John Cena's in it. Is he? Is he a normal yeah, I cast member? Well, John Cena was in the last one, but okay. he was the bad guy in the last one. <laughs> uh, Brie Larson is in it, right? Yeah, yeah she's in it. Yeah, <laughs> and Char, uh, Charlize <laughs> Theron, right? Yeah, she's back. So like, Charlize Theron, she, that's like her fifth Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> but it's like all of the. It's like, don't you people have your own franchises? Why are you trying? Why are you in every single fucking franchise? It's crazy. Well, and Helen Mirren's back. And then what's her face from the new. Um, uh, oh my gosh. What's the show with Schneider? One day at a time. <laughs> one day at a time. What was the what was the new one day at a time? What was the grandma on it? What's oh it's, Rita uh, Moreno? Right? Rita Moreno's in it. I, I guess she's she's Dom's mother or something in this. But <sighs> goddamn, like yeah, it's just it's, too much. Uh, so so here's my here's my thing is are we to understand that so Jason Momoa's character was family was killed by the safe. That went around the freeway and that they pulled in uh, Fast and Furious. Well, he was in the building when they ripped the safe out. Ah, and that was his money. Right. Yeah, and and I'm guessing that was the safe. Is, I guess. I'm, let me ask you: Is this is that the safe? Remember at the beginning of five? And honestly, this is probably my favorite part of all yeah, of the, the safe. Yeah, that was the safe. That yeah, that was a flashback of that when they pulled that safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The turning corners and the safe is, is it's rolling. Yeah, it's, it's barrel rolling down the street. But now, 
it's fast five when the rock pulls up Hobbs pulls up and he's like god damn Dominic Toretto and there's like cars sticking out of building like, like five stories up crashed into buildings and there's just all this like may- but you didn't see the mayhem you just saw the aftermath the after, of the okay. mayhem it was uh I think that's my favorite opening or my favorite scene in any of them. It's like, God that's damn, when, Dominic that's, Toretto. That's when those film, movies were fun. They lost the fun really after uh, what's Tokyo his Drift. Name? Paul, Paul Douglas died. Paul Walker. But Douglas. Michael, Michael Douglas. Whichever. Yeah. <laughs> When when Paul Williams died, or Paul, yep, <laughs> that little guy from yeah, Smokey and the Bandit, Paul Walker, Paul Walker. Walker died, Walker yep. died. It kind of, it, I don't know, it lost something. Besides <laughs> yeah, having like having like your cast member die in a fiery crash. You know when you know when you're when you're making when you're making making movies about street racing. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's really uh, sobering. So is this this is isn't doesn't this have a colon somewhere on it like uh, the beginning of the end or something like that? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. A tagline. Is this a part one like or part that. two? It's like the end begins or something like right. that. Yeah. So is this not the last movie? Or we were led to. He's doing the Avengers Endgame. Uh, oh my god! You know Infinity War. Yeah. That's crazy. After seven, I liked seven. That was Paul Walker's swan song. I I was excited about eight. I watched eight and I was like, eh, okay, maybe nine will be better. Mm. I went into nine and nine just was a complete train wreck, and I just I'm not even excited about this movie anymore. It's, In nine, it's worth mentioning that they went to space. They yeah. took a, a Chevelle to space. No, no, a Fiero. <laughs> a Fiero. A that's what it was. Fiero. A Pontiac Fiero in space. That's crazy. So, I haven't seen a Pontiac Fiero since the 80s, and there was one in this movie going to space. So, there you go. So, but uh, yeah, so we had. <laughs> needless to say, PMR, you, you will be going to see this. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So what's the next trailer? If I have time. Next trailer, uh, Indiana Jones and the uh, Dial of Destiny. That was really brief, but I liked it. I enjoyed it because, of course, Nazis are back. So yeah, Nazis. Well, in a flashback. Yeah. So you're getting the flashback, and honestly, the flashback looks like uh, um, Last Crusade. I mean, he's tied to a chair. He's in a Nazi outfit. I don't know if it's a part, (laughs) but if if it's directly a part of that scene, if it's going to flashback to that movie or not. But there's a lot of similarities in that scene or that clip in what actually happened at the castle in uh, in Last so, Crusade. Here's my thing: Are we looking at a time traveling movie? Is this what's yeah. going on with this? No, it's going to be that's going to be the the um, cold open. Is it's going to start? And they've said this. Starting the past. It's going to start with Indy in his prime, like having that quick that quick adventure before the before the credits start, right? So where it's, you know, the fighting yeah, on like, the sh- I was going to say, I, I get that, that. That could be the cold opening. But if you're saying, like, they're revisiting the Last Crusade, and I think someone else said something else that it looked like uh, one of the other movies. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark, actually. That looks like there was another scene that they, they go back for that. It makes me kind of wonder if they're trying to do an Avengers Endgame where he's getting uh. all these different... 
I hope not. I don't, th- I don't think so. What if, if it is? They're they're. It's a feint because uh, James Mangold has said the reason they did that scene is so that you could see. Well, they want it to be jarring. So you saw Indy in his prime, and now wow. you see Indy at eight at seventy. Well, we don't need that. We know it's already jarring. <laughs> it's going to be jarring. Well, uh, I wonder if the other man. scene is is the spit take after Bellic realizes he swallowed that fly. <laughs> oh, the fly. <laughs> That's an actor right there. He took the scene, kept ate a going. fly, and kept right on Did freaking not break going. Great character. Yeah. To the point they didn't even have to reshoot the scene. Absolutely uh, yeah. not. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Uh, it looks good. I, I love Indy. Yeah. You know, looking forward I, to it. Hopefully it closes it out or or not, right? Who or knows? passes the torch. I would be okay with him passing the yeah, torch. Yeah, but you know he's going to pass the, the torch to Phoebe Waller-Bridge if he's passing the torch. Yeah, I know. So, and and speak, speaking of which, I, I never saw it. Did you guys see, and you know, that's a direct correlation, anybody ever watch Uncharted? It's I watched kind it. Kind of an indie type movie, maybe? I don't know. No? Yeah, it's, it's too... The thing with Indy is it's it gets fantastical, but it stays grounded for like ninety-five percent of the movie. Gotcha. Okay. Right? The other's gonna go off. Uncharted with went and, and that's what you get with like Lara Croft and these other ones too. Like it gets it gets right. off the rails too fast. Right. Like you know, you gotta be slow you gotta be slowly brought into that. You can't just immediately be like, you know, here's a flying boat. You know, that kind of shit. Gotcha. So. Yeah. I, I, I always kind of wish that they would have done Indiana Jones like James Bond and just, you know, you stayed in the same time period, the 30s, 40s, stayed in that time period during the Pulp Hero stuff and uh, <laughs> and just recasted yeah. every 10, 15 years. I, I, I would have enjoyed that. I, I think... <laughs> That would have been kind of cool. Well, I mean, uh, and that's probably what would have happened if you know Indy hadn't or Harrison Ford had said, you know, I'm I'm Indiana Jones. Right. Like uh, he has that control over the property. He, he like uh, for a reason we haven't five, had that is another five years maybe, and then he's out. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. sooner if he keeps flying planes. So or flapping but, his gum, or flapping his gums. So. But yeah, I, I, I would like to honestly, if, if you gave me a choice, even as a kid, like as if you gave me a choice of Indiana Jones or Star Wars, I'll take Indiana Jones every day of the week. Yeah. I so, um, yeah, I know I'm in the we're in the minority on that, but yeah. they're better films. Like Especially even the first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark to me is just the perfect film. I love it. Well, and even going back, I mean, uh, the weakest of the three is, you know, uh, Temple of Doom, but even it compared to, it's still great. It's, you know, you know it's the weakest of the some, three, but it's an, it's not a bad movie. And even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, if you can take that first half was really decent, and then the last half, it just it just spiraled out of control towards hmm. the... But I really like the first half of that movie. And I, I really didn't mind Shiloh LaBeouf. There's some okay. stuff that I didn't mind, or that I did mind. I mean, the the whole monkeys. That was bad. The whole uh, monkey, the whole fencing. Nuke in the know, fridge. Nuke the fridge, the CGI stuff. But really, it, it was the, the motorcycle on the, the university, which you did your the best joke I think you've ever told. 
<laughs> I won't repeat that here, but because it was joke. What's his name? What's his name? Oh God, the guy that was the uh, shit. What was like it? the uh, the dean at the school at the college in the first three, but he was dead in the fourth one. What was his name? Mm. Uh, Marcus. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that was the best joke. You you said that and I fucking lost it. What was the joke? Are you going to tell the joke? To this day, I cannot watch that movie without thinking of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good joke. We'll, anyway. we'll, we'll talk about it on After Dark. Ah, okay. After Dark. Patreon. All right, and then the third <laughs> yeah, one. and maybe Patreon account. Maybe the most exciting, maybe. Uh, the Flash. We finally get the Flash trailer, and nerds seem to be okay with it. Nerds rejoice. Gosh, I'm- no, no uh, that's a shocker that... That nerds have changed their mind again. <laughs> nerds love the Snyderverse all of a sudden. Who does? Who does see it? No, they 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 they're okay with the James Gunn stuff now. That's you know they they see a they see something a potential that's going to happen. You know. So yeah, I, I think the big surprise in this is that Ben Affleck's in it uh, apparently in a predominant role. I don't think so, it's going to be predominant. I think it's going to be at the very beginning. And yeah, he has two scenes. He everything. Yeah, I think it's going to be at the very beginning. Barry then changes time, and then that's when he meets, and Michael Keaton's going to be in the rest of the whole thing. And then we're getting, uh, which I think is uh, interesting. You know, when you had the Flashpoint um, story arc, right, <laughs> back in like 2011, 2010, whenever that was, and, you know, they retconned it to where. Uh, Eobard Thawne killed Barry's mother. Uh, Barry went back to save her. That's what caused the time the timeline to break. <clears throat> um, but it broke for like uh, three months. So for three months, you had an alternate Superman storyline, an alternate okay. Batman storyline. And that Batman storyline, um, Batman Flashpoint, I've said it before, is probably the best Batman story that's been written in the past 20 years. It's very, very good. Um, but the, uh, the Superman storyline was Superman crashed to earth. He was immediately scooped up by the military and he was, he was put in like a, um, a solar deprivation chamber for 20 years and they just ran experiments on him and that sort of thing. Uh, well, what you're seeing with Supergirl is you're seeing that story. It's, it's, it's exactly what happened with the flashpoint Superman story where she's like all emaciated in that like nursing, that nursing gown uh, in the dark room. That's, that's straight from that, that flashpoint Superman story. Gotcha. So, um, so that's pretty interesting. I didn't realize they were going to get into that part of it, but that's cool. Right. Um, actually, the, I actually thought she looked really cool. I yeah. actually, for someone who I wasn't, when I first saw what she looked like in on paper and stuff. I wasn't, I was like, uh, this, she looks terrible, but, but at the same time, it it looked really good at the same time. I mean, this is an alternate earth where Cal died on Krypton, you know, foreseeably and cars, Kara's the one that made it off the planet. So again, like totally fine, because if you're going back to Clark and Cal later, then then it doesn't matter. You know, all this stuff's going to get erased. 
Now, have you guys heard like the the fan theory though, which I'm I'm sure is probably accurate, like uh, about who the villain's going to be? No, I don't know. Right, because you also saw General Zod, right, right. in the film. Right. Um, and people are like, well, Zod's and Zod is probably just going to be the the uh, red herring, right? Yeah. Uh, the you think th- they're going to the bring pl- our boy back? No, no, no. Uh, who's no. our boy? I was thinking Henry Cavill. That no, he no, will no. have an evil Superman. No, okay. That would be cool, though. No, I think what you're going to see is, and then they're kind of teasing it heavily. Uh, you've got Barry from oh. Snyderverse Earth, and then Barry from you know uh, the Michael Keaton Supergirl right. Earth. He predominantly wears yellow. So they're gonna. They're people think that they're they're hinting that, that instead of having uh, Eobard Dawn, you'd have uh, this alternate Barry as the Reverse gotcha. Flash, and that's your villain. So, but yeah, it's uh, of the trailers, man. It was by far and, uh, and above the best of the three trailers, uh, and I'm way more psyched to see that film than I thought I ever would be. So well, look at that. I agree. I, I totally agree. Because I, I, I had no interest in this film whatsoever. And it seemed like the more I heard about stuff on it, the less interested I was with it. Then with all the, the shit that's been going on with as was it Ezra Ezra whatever the fuck is it? Ezra Miller. Yeah, you know, all the Ezra shit that's Ella. going on with him. Um yeah, Ezra Ella. Um I just I thought this movie was gonna be garbage. And I will say, and I I'm not being because of his shit, but he's the weakest link in that commercial because he acts stupid. I mean, I, I just don't, I just don't like, I don't like the the humorous Barry Allen. That's just okay. kind of goofy. He acts yeah. kind of goofy. I thought but they, everything they around told... him in the trailer. I mean, yeah. every, it was like it was like it was really weird. It was like the trailer. Everything around the Flash was fucking cool, but then they'd show little scenes of the Flash. And it was just goofy, like him fainting when he saw Batman and just in the way they were, the, you know, it was two of them and they were kind of cutting up. Well, you, oh, are you taking a picture? Well, you know, we saw our kids one day. Just, it was just stupid. Just and it stupid. was like, okay, this is what's ruined this trailer is the main character. <laughs> everything else in the trailer is fucking cool as shit. I, think, so, I thought they toned them down a little bit <laughs> to make maybe try to make oh them more God, like. Oh, God, I hope that. <clears throat> I thought that the weakest part of the trailer was the yeah I'm Batman the return of Michael Keaton. If they if he hams it up too much, I think it's going to stink. We'll see. Yeah, it's we'll we'll just have to see. I think it's going to be a perfect reboot for the rest of it though. Yeah. Now, yeah. the I mean, flip side be, of that, it'll be a genius thing if they truly this is how they reboot the whole DC stuff right. and then go into the nice. next. You know the James Gunn universe, which would be cool. Well, and and that being said, there is another little news tidbit, and I guess this is uh, we're I, I've got a feeling we're going to see another uh, James Gunn Snyder verse casualty. Have you guys heard this about no. Aquaman two? No, not looking good. Me, yeah, Aquaman two. Like apparently they're doing some test screenings, and it is it's bad. Like uh, it's uh, it's like Wonder it's, Woman two bad. Yeah. Uh, apparently, but here's the kicker, though. Like Jason Momoa keeps talking about, he's super excited, right. you know, super excited, super excited. He keeps teasing Lobo, 
So, and my pitch was, you know, when we get the Supergirl movie, if it's going to be based in space, that's your your soft entry to Lobo. But um, I got a feeling if the movie doesn't test well and it's still in the Snyderverse and it doesn't have anywhere to go after a yeah. second movie, uh, and you've already got why spend the money on marketing this when you could just go ahead and throw Jason Momoa into a Lobo film? So, uh, but yeah, apparently the test screenings are bad. Like it's, it's no secret that the test screenings are bad. It's, it's the show, the movie's a mess, but uh, Jason Momoa is doing, you know, skipping through the streets. So he doesn't care. Like, I think, I think, uh, basically, uh, Aquaman two is done. It's yeah. just a matter of them going in and giving it the old Batgirl just treatment. Release it, yeah, release it or don't release it. Yeah, I'd say uh, they'll probably just write it down, write it off. Could be. So, but yeah, that was that was another thing that's come, kind of come been swirling in the past couple of days. Is that it's a mess, but nobody cares because he wants Lobo anyway. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Oh yeah, Guardians. That's right. So Guardians trailer, yeah. there wasn't any. There wasn't a lot new. Yeah. I mean, you got to see more characterization and more conversations between the characters, but there wasn't any like real new sizzle stuff. No, and it kind of did. It, it didn't. Uh, it didn't grab me the way that the first trailer did. Really, I thought it did the opposite to me. I, I like this trailer better. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Because I, I feel like he used music. James Gunn's on with especially with Guardians of the Galaxy has always been the music and that just kind of I don't know it just kind of fits and he, he had a lot more music in this trailer and it just I don't know it just uh, it worked better for me this time so yeah I feel like it, Rocket's gonna die but the the flip side of it is you see in the trailer where um, Nebula or Drax is carrying Star-Lord like he's dead right so I think that's all just uh, you know a smoking, smoking mirrors, right? I think the uh, the it, it's because it's basically they've said it's Rocket's story, it's Rocket's movie. So, uh, but yeah, I got a feeling Rocket dies, and then uh, we see some. We saw a little bit better look at High Evolutionary, yeah. But that was about it. He looks, so. he looks pretty cool. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah. I think he'll be a good villain, and we don't we don't really see anything of Adam Warlock still. So, TBD no, on no, him. He's he's just, screaming. Yeah. It seems like he's just going to be someone to come in and in the action scenes and then fly away or whatever, right? Well, you know, like Dave Batista, he's not coming back. So you know, Drax will probably definitely yeah. die of this. Yeah, um, just um, kill them all off. I just don't know if they'll kill uh, Star Lord. I, I think that I think he could. You know, pop up in one of the Secret Avengers. I mean, they're going to still need some cosmic heroes. I, there's a good chance they don't kill anybody, but like, uh, if anybody's getting killed, it's probably Rocket. I, I, and honestly, they could still do just because it's the end of this Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, with James Gunn storyline, that doesn't mean that they can't you know field another team. Right. If you've got right. if you've got Adam Warlock and you've got Cosmo, you still got Nebula if you want her. But then you've also got like Vance Astro and Charlie Twenty Three and, yeah. and all those that you could bring in. So I uh, uh, or uh, you know go with some other. Uh, you could get like Shi'ar stuff or Star Jammers, think like Corsair on the team. So you could do other stuff that's still galaxy based. Call them Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy. 
right? But actually, it'd be part Star Jammers, part yeah, you kind of have else. a rotating cast and stuff <laughs> like that. If if you I wanted to like, keep that alive, yeah, um, I feel like if you wanted to do a fourth Guardians movie or a, a, like a like a soft reboot Guardians with a with a different team or a, an, a, an altered team, it would be easy to do uh, Shiar and. Um, if you wanted to bring in Gladiator, bring in Gladiator, or if you just wanted to do the Brood, I think the Brood would be pretty kick ass, and it would give them would, it would give them a chance cool. to do an Aliens kind of movie. You know them or the Dyrath? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Dyrath were cool. Bring back so. Run the but yeah, out. I think uh, uh, instead of uh, like I mean, Star Jammers had some good characters too, but I don't think you're gonna see. Uh, well, you could do Star, Star Jammers and do Corsair, and then, especially if you're going to do X-Men, tease Scott and Alex, you know? Um, especially if, if, if it's going to be a part of a phase with X-Men. So, but, uh, but yeah, the Guardians trailer, it, it'll be great. It'll be good. Like, I have no, no concerns that it, it won't be a, a good film, unlike some of the other stuff we've had recently. Uh, so... Any other thoughts on the trailers before we go into celebrity deaths? Nah. No, I mean, I, they were all decent. Uh, we didn't mention Creed, which is coming out next week. That, was there anything? Oh, yeah, movie. there is There is some new in the trailer. Because we did find out in this trailer, you know, you still see Donnie. You still see uh, Jonathan Majors. I forget what his name is. <clears throat> you still see uh, a lot of stuff we saw before. But they did drop, I guess, a scene where he's on ESPN or something like that, and he's and, and uh, Adonis says that you know he has some unfinished business, and so even though he retired from boxing three years before, right. he wants this fight. So that was news to me, like uh, that that no, he's not defending his championship, and that explains why Jonathan Majors in an earlier trailer you saw them him walking to the ring. And they were holding the belt behind him. Hmm. So this is gonna. This seems like it's gonna be more like, uh, uh, for better three. or worse, <laughs> yeah, Rocky three or Rocky five. <laughs> like, so. Love it. I love it. I don't care what y'all say. I can't wait for this. It looked good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But were you aware of that that uh, before? The, did you had you heard any of that before the trailer? PMR, no, the, no, because I think I even said like uh, a few episodes back that that I I didn't understand why Jonathan Major's character had the trailer had the title. So I was like, we're going to see two fights where he loses and then he wins it back. Or but no, it's, he he's got the title because Adonis retired prior to the movie starting. God, so, so damn good. Yeah, so we can have it out. Oh, so all right, woohoo! Okay, who died? Uh, well, uh, I've got two, Brad. You said you might have one, and I, yeah. before we get started, I mean, PMR, do you have anything that you'd like to say about Larry Storch? Uh, no, I still, miss still, him, still stings, <laughs> still stings, still hurt, man, still hurt. All right, so just making sure, so we can get all the Storch out of the way first. Storch, <laughs> no, no, nothing's coming, nothing's come up lately. All right, so uh, Brad, our first celebrity death, uh, Raquel Welch oh. died last week. Oh, that's right. That's oh, uh, well, well, well. I mean, you know, there's, there's only been there's only been like 
two movies I saw Raquel Welch in and a Seinfeld episode, of course. Yeah, of course. She's uh, of course. For Seinfeld. And you know what two movies those were? I'm sure it wasn't 10,000 BC or whatever. I'm not sure. No, it was it was Grumpy Old Men 1 and Grumpy Old Men 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, classics. Yeah. That was Raquel, great. Have you she was in the movie? second one. She wasn't in the first, was it? Was she? It wasn't that. Um, Sophia Loren? I thought Sophia Loren was in the second one. I looked this up. It was, in, it was Grumpy Old Men and Grumpy Old Men. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know Man. the names of the movies, of course. <clears throat> and and Margaret was in. The yeah, first it was Anne Margaret. Oh, never mind. It was, was Anne Margaret. I guess I've only seen no movies with Ruggie. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and Grump- just got one old old redhead confused <laughs> with another old. Yeah, redhead. and Sophia Loren was in the second one, along yeah, with Sophia Anne Margaret. Was in the second one. So yeah, Raquel yeah, Welch was in neither. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> it all goes back to Larry Storch. I bet he boned Raquel Welch. <laughs> Never mind this. Never mind. Was, just Seinfeld. That was her on Seinfeld. Best, that was her on Seinfeld, right? Yeah, she was, was best known for yeah. best known for her portrayal of uh, of a person in Seinfeld. <laughs> a random episode. Yeah, right. ten thousand BC. What other? Let's see. What, let's look at her IMDb. Because I, I can't think of a lot either. She was famous. She was one of those. She was a model, but she was primarily famous for being famous. Right. I mean, she was in a shit ton of stuff. Fantastic Voyage. Okay. Uh, no she was shit. in an episode of Mikkel's Navy, PMR. You may, oh. That may strike a chord with I, you. I will always remember her as in Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's best the way that we all should remember her. I, I think that's the best way we should remember her. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, you're right, Brian. She, hey, she was in a Lois and Clark episode. Well, there yeah. you go. I'm, I'm sure I've seen that. <sighs> all right, uh, well, all right, let's move on. I've got one uh, that may... May hit home a little bit for PMR as well <laughs> as hard hitting as Raquel <laughs> Welch from Grumpier Old Men. Uh, uh, let's see here. Laiji Matsumoto. Laiji Matsumoto died 85 years old. Who the fuck is that? He, was, he is a legendary manga uh, and anime creator who is known for his work. Uh, on the 1970s TV series Battleship Yamada. Oh, oh I saw that Marvel. came across my desk. I think yesterday. Yeah. You know what? You know, I'm not really a big fan of anime, but I am a big fan of two anime. Yeah. Is Battleship Yamato, which was Star Blazers. Yeah. Also Isles. known as Star Blazers. Yeah. And gotcha, man. Speed, Speed Racer. Uh, Speed Racer. You didn't like Gotcha Man? G Force? They look cool, but I never watched it. All right. Yeah, right. I was just too mature for that. Yeah, obviously. G Force. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I no, saw that yeah. come across and yeah. I'm like, I got to save that for the podcast. Uh, Dude, I, I uh, love Star Matsumoto. Yeah, Star Blazers was good. That was a fucking great show. All right, oh, over no, to you, they Brian. Made a live action one. They made a live action Star Blazer in Japan, but it just. Didn't ever off very well. Didn't take off. No, no pun intended. Uh, again, this one, 
he was famous as a comedian. Then he transferred and transitioned into TV, but uh, the didn't have a mainly it's guest starring roles in Law and Order. But uh, Richard Belzer passed away. Oh, oh, he had a talk show too. Remember the Richard Belzer's talk yep. show back yep. in the? Uh, I watched a clip today of Hulk Hogan choking him out, letting him fall on the floor, and and uh, did you see that? Yeah, that's uh, that's a famous one going back. I can kind of give you the details on it, but. Uh, um, yeah, Richard Belzer uh, passed away. Detective yeah, Munch from uh, it, um, uh, so the article I read about Law and Order where he he got choked out by Hulk Hogan is after he got choked out, Hulk Hogan just let him fall to the ground and he smacked his head, right. and busted his head open on the back of the yeah. ground. Well, he sues Hulk Hogan for like five million dollars. This was in the eighties, yeah. like eighty four, I believe. He sues him for like five million dollars. They settle out of court for an undisclosed amount of money, and Belzer bought a chateau in France, and he called it Chateau Hogan. Oh, and that's, that. where he, that's where he actually died in. That's oh, where he died wow. at when he passed. Was He still owned that, and the, that, it, the name of it was Chateau Hogan, which I thought was pretty freaking funny. So, so yeah, Hogan basically Belzer was giving Hogan a hard time about wrestling being fake, wrestling being fake, and then the, the you know they were going to put him in a hold. Well, Hogan put him in a neck crimp, which is basically a uh, a inverted rear naked choke. So you've got you're, you're making your forearm you know an L shape. You get their their throat in that crook, <laughs> yeah, and then you, the yeah, you hit the you you get the carotid artery and cut off circulation of their brain, and they pass out. But yeah, so Hogan put him in the headlock, uh, knocked him out, and yeah, yeah, he cracked his skull and he sued him. But that's the thing is like that rear like a rear naked choke, you can like cause brain damage. I mean, even if you yeah, hold that thing off like for five six seconds. It could cause brain damage. Oh, it could kill you too. That's where it helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, could kill you. So just, so just the fact that Hogan did it to him on live TV is crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, uh, the yeah, the clips all around. It's been around for years. It's been around for years. So but yeah. Right. Well, Richard Belzer will be missed. Got one more celebrity, celebrity death. Well, oh, wow. Let me finish up Belzer real quick. Because he played Detective Munch on Law and Order, right? But he's got he's got in his IMDb he's got credits for all these other guest appearances where he played uh, Detective Munch, right? So you no, know, he didn't. You know where that that uh, it didn't start on Law and Order. That's not where that character originated from. Where did it originate? Uh, the show called Homicide: Life on the Streets on NBC. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and then that's, that's where, right. That's where he originated that character. At. So yeah, so but so Life on the Streets, Law and Order. He appeared in an episode of uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt as uh, Detective Munch. Hmm. He appeared in an episode of Thirty Rock as Detective Munch. He appeared on The Wire on HBO as Detective Munch. Uh, Arrested Development is Detective Munch. Um, did he appear on Seinfeld as Detective Munch or no? I might think of something. I'm still <laughs> thinking of Raquel Welch. Yeah, I'm thinking of Raquel Welch. He was on a show called The Beat as Detective Munch. He was on. Uh, let's see. 
The X-Files is Detective Munch. He was on... See if this goes any further. Now, see, all that stuff predates. But yeah, he was on... He had, what, eight or nine different appearances on different shows as that same character. He loved that character. He loved that character. Fascinating. Well, can Fascinating. we get now, now to a more important... Yes, yes, please, please. From, from TV land? I'm, from Nick at Night? Uh, sure. Probably by now. When, I, I when, just you say Nick and, when you say Nick at Night, I think of like, you know, Gomer Pyle and all those. <laughs> I just uh, thought of a TV movie. We can uh, we can dust off your script of the Nick and Night Murders. <laughs> I, I like it. And so you've got uh, William Shatner's determined that all these celebrity deaths, and it's because he can't grasp his own mortality. Yeah, he's determined going that in outer space. There's some sinister cabal that's killing all these uh, these uh, celebrities. Hey, we'll talk after the show. Quit. You know, you know the execs listen to us. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Charles Kimbrough. Huh? Ah. <laughs> Means nothing to me. Yes, it the does. Murphy Brown guy or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Murphy Brown. Yeah, yeah. Jim Dial. Murphy Jim Dial, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he died. He died like in... Uh, December. He died like, yeah, uh, he died on January 11th, but they didn't announce it to like they didn't January find the 6th. It. They didn't they find wanted it. to be sure. Which goes <laughs> along with, you know, who he was married to. I do not. He was married to Velma. He was married to Velma on Alice. And when she died, he waited for like a year before he reported the news outlets that she had died. Mm. Weird family. Very suspicious. Very hmm. suspicious. I mean, could he have been murdered? Could she have been murdered? I mean, would anyone care? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would Larry Storch care? <laughs> what does Larry Storch have to say about these murder? About these? Uh, yeah, if there's uh, a good natural our, cause deaths, he would have been a good addition to our TV show. Yeah, has he posted any uh, his arm around Raquel Welch on Facebook or no, anything? No, I like haven't that? seen any lo- more Larry Storch uh, posts like I He's did. Uh, learned his lesson. Yeah, no more have come up. So yeah. The ghost of Larry Storch decided to quit uh, catfishing me. So. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, that's great. That's great. They're all they're all one gone. More, one more. Oh, you gotta hey, be kidding more. me! Can we get to Ant Man at uh, some point? This is, this is really quick because no one knows who this is except Brian because I didn't even know. Uh, Lee Ma- Motter Motor. Lee Motter. He was the, yeah. he was the uh, co-creator of Star Girl and an artist of, oh. on Star Girl. Uh, he did some Wonder Woman stuff back in the uh, 2000s, and uh, I think well, maybe probably late like, 90s. But uh, he passed away at uh, 53 years old. Mm. I know, Brad. He's close to your age there. He's getting. I'm getting close to it. That's right. You're getting close to it. <laughs> yeah, Lee Motter. Uh, I, honestly, this is going to sound. I'm not a huge fan of his art. No, like, good, uh, he, he, you're not going to see any more of it. It's it was really, um, really like sort of like angular and cartoonish. Like as I say, it was more cartoony, but I didn't mind. I, I kind of liked it. To be honest with you, I like the Stars and Stripes stuff, and yeah. I'm not even a fan of the cartoony stuff. But I didn't mind. I liked it. That, that well, movie. to the point, I don't understand like. 
I think saying he's co-creator is is a little overly generous because the whole thing with Stargirl is it was Jeff Johns' first comic that he wrote. And, you know, Jeff Johns is kind of a comics, you know, megastar now. Right. He's he's big at DC, right? But um Jeff Johns, he was uh he was a he worked with Richard Donner like in Hollywood. Like he was like Richard Donner's like he'd kind of punch up scripts and he was like his gopher kind of thing. Yeah. Um but uh he so this was his first work for DC, but uh, you know Courtney um, Whitmore Whitmore is based on his sister. His sister died when she was a teenager, I think, right. of cancer. So yeah. you know it's I, I don't understand how and, and, and I mean I think like Courtney is made to look like Jeff John's sister. Like so I don't know how much. He might design the outfit. I mean, well, and well, here's the thing too. Like, like you already had Star Spangled Kid, right? So, and it's a next generation of Star Spangled Kid, Star Girl. Uh, it feels like you know uh, the design of the costume is a very small piece of that whole story. But again, tell that I'm, to Bill Finger. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Bill Finger, it's the flip opposite. Bill Finger <laughs> did all the heavy lifting. <laughs> Ain't got no credit. Yeah, man, all, <laughs> all right, we went to the movies this week, uh, Podmen, and uh, we went went deep, deep, deep into the quantum <laughs> realm with Ant Man and Wasp Quantum Mania. Uh, PMR called me up uh, the night before and said, uh, hey, you want to go see this movie? And I thought, yeah, this sounds like it'd be a fun movie to go see. And, a uh, fun romp. A fun, a jaunty little romp. Uh, but, but before we get into it, uh, PMR, give us give us a quick synopsis of the movie here. Oh, God, you don't want Brian. <laughs> Brian's good synopsis. All right, Brian. All right. No, I said a quick synopsis. Brian will get a very. Brian will start the detail. You know He's, me. I'd be like, "Well, they shrunk down and uh, they fought some people, and uh, they came back." All right. So quickly, it's some time has passed. Uh, <laughs> there, uh, Cassie Lang is now uh, pretty. True. She and she is her father's daughter. Like she's gotten in some some scuffs with the law. Scott's wrote a book. You know, he's on the Can victory lap. Can we just say the scuffs with the law are like being protesting? She was a protester. Like yeah. yeah. Well, that I was mean, the whole. I mean, that's why Scott got arrested was because he went after some, uh, like some corporate yeah. douchebag. Not a real criminal. I like my Ant Man, a thief, a, you know, a true, you know, degenerate. But go ahead. So uh, Scott's on the tour for his book tour. Uh, Cassie gets into some trouble. We never see Cassie's stepfather and mother. We never see Luis and or any of the other guys, uh, but essentially Cassie's been messing around, and uh, her and Hank have created a transmitter to send a signal down into the quantum realm. And uh, Janet freaks out, and she's like, "Cut it off! Cut it off!" Well, it backfires, and everybody gets sucked into the quantum realm. And you find out that there's a story, there, there's a, a backstory for Janet where she knew Kang, 
Uh, Kang had been um, banished to the quantum realm by the Council of Kangs because he had gone rogue. Uh, They don't say why, you know, what he did that because they're all douchebags. So I don't whatever he did was especially douchey, apparently. And um, and Janet realizes that he's a bad guy and keeps him trapped down there uh, instead of letting him escape. She takes his his MacGuffin. Right, the, his quantum. He she she blows up his quantum MacGuffin so he can't get out of the quantum realm before she leaves. Right, right. And uh, um, and, and so now Scott <clears throat> Scott's there for some reason. You know, Kang, even though he's been to numerous universes and and has fought Ant Man before, apparently he doesn't know what pim particles are or or how to create them. So he needs Scott to go on the heist and get the the quantum MacGuffin back so that he can return. <laughs> Which was so, yeah, just horrible. So he can so that he can return and, and seek vengeance on and continue Everybody. his domination. <laughs> um and uh, yeah. So that's that's basically to set up the premise and we can get into it. And, and and throw in Modoc along the way just for a little slice of fun, right? Throw in Modoc uh, for a little slice of fun. So yeah. I mean just even with your your snarky remarks, Brian, as you tried to give a quick synopsis there uh, with the MacGuffins, <laughs> and I mean, it, it, none of <laughs> none of this movie made sense whatsoever. And PMR, I, I think PMR, you said it. Maybe Brian, you did. So I apologize. You know, at some point, <laughs> because they're shrunk down into the quantum realm. And they have a shit ton of pin particles amongst them all. Uh, at any point, they could have grown to like really big size and stepped on everybody. It feels like, and ended the movie pretty quickly after that. But uh, but that didn't happen. I'm sure there was probably a reason for it. Uh, PMR, you were going to defend, defend the snarky remarks. No, no. I mean, was it the Best Marvel movie? No. <laughs> was it was as good as Shang Chi? Marvel movie? No. Actually, I like Shang Chi better than this. Yeah, well, we know. Um, but I did like this better than Black Widow. I did like this better than Eternals, of course. I mean, it, we talked about it. it. It was really weird. It just seems like everybody was just going through the emotion. The emotion. There was. It was really. It's like what a lot of the reviewers said. There was really no emotion between these characters. They were just kind of like just going through the script. Uh, I mean, the and like you said, Brad, it, if it would have been on Earth and it was just so dark, it was just hard to see what was going on, and 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 it just didn't it just kind of took you away from like. Everything looked fake. I, everything was everything was on a, a um, whatever yeah. the sound stage with the uh, the thing behind them and all that. Yeah, so it was yeah the green screen, the green screen, everything yeah, just, very heavily the green thing. screen. So yeah, and it just seemed like you know when you see when you hear actors talk about acting with green screens and, and acting with special effect thing. That's what they, it seems like they were doing that. Right. You know, there, there was no emotion with anybody they were interacting with. You know, you had all those revolutionary characters and you didn't know. There, there was really no backstory to it. No, they, they were, were boring I mean, and horrible. Yeah. They were very boring. They tried to put a personality with a few of them, but they didn't use them enough to even try to get to know them. So therefore, blah. Yeah. Um, 
You could tell that they were trying to create Rick and Morty type characters, but they were they were like the guy was like, I've got holes, I've got holes. I mean, that's they're like, oh, this is right. This is Rick and Morty. This like it was garbage. That whole ant thing, the whole ants, and they evolutionized to evolved because they. I, think I, was, we, I looked at Brian. I'm like, this is I was like the Rick and Morty portion. <laughs> I mean, but it was straight it, out of Rick and Morty. I mean, but it was bad Rick and Morty bullshit. Yeah, right. it was terrible Rick, Rick and Morty bullshit. I mean, just to the point. And then, like, I don't know. Michael Douglas walking, was flying around with that shit in his arms up to <laughs> like he was up a elephant's asshole with uh, both his arms. I mean, he looked ridiculous. I mean, this is screen legend Michael Douglas. <laughs> and he's sitting in a chair. looking like a fucking idiot. Right. In a chair with, with two pink tubes up to his fucking elbow. I mean. Just giving that was, up. That has to be the low point of his career right there. <laughs> just I mean, giving witty, witty remarks. Every Look at the camera uh, and just witty, smile. Witty, I mean, he. Here we go he, again. He was so, he was so bad. And. And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was so deadpan. Uh, Alex was like, "Oh, she did a fantastic job." I went, "No, she did not." She no one in this like movie did a fantastic job a of anything. I mean, I don't. Uh, and and then it's called Ant Man of the Wasp, but was the Wasp even in it that much? I mean, she was just uh, kind of there. She just there, she talked about MacGuffins or whatever. I mean, she just sh- <laughs> the only reason she showed up was to save Ant Man like three times or whatever. You know, it was just yeah. very. The, she had no purpose other exposition. than that. Yeah. I mean, that was my take on it. Um, you know, some of the instead of using Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Michael Douglas in this movie, they should have used. They should have brought Michael Pena and the other guy. You know, his little buddy. Yeah. And they yeah. should have went to the quantum realm because they would have showed a fish out of water type perspective to it because no one acted like they were shocked about anything <laughs> you put me down there with all these fucked up things well, right there i'd be fucking what the right. fuck you know? what's bill murray doing but down they here were just like yeah i mean they were just like huh. well, you know casting was just like it was no big deal i love the fact that she falls down she's about to die but you know he saves her and then what five minutes down there she realizes she's got her you know the costume and she can change sizes and stuff it's like okay why did you do that when you were falling to your death (laughs) nothing in this movie makes sense whatsoever from a from a good storytelling standpoint and man people in social media they are defending this thing are they really everybody's yeah, everybody's mad that it's yeah, that it's like it's down to a forty-seven percent now. It's, uh, well, it doesn't deserve a forty-seven. I mean, I don't well, know. I mean, I don't uh, know. Is the mystery? Everything, everybody. I mean, even you. I think you said it, PMR. It's like, wait a minute. Why in the second Ant Man movie or whatever, where they were going to send Scott into the uh, uh, quantum realm and everything? They, no one had a problem with that. Him. Yeah, they did send him in it. Right. Yeah. Well, and, so yeah, they have a problem when, when that happened. Yeah. Right. None of it the, makes sense. There's. Okay. So here's my take. Like, was it as from a movie standpoint? Was it as bad as the Eternals? No. Did it do more damage to the phase than Eternals did? Yes. So I feel like the score is justified. Like, because this movie uh, hurts the brand overall. 
Eternals I was like, oh well, I didn't it wasn't really my cup of tea, but I'll never, you know, I may never see these characters again. It's not like you know I, I was invested in these characters. They're throwing shit at a wall. Okay, it didn't hit. This is the touchstone for Phase Five or Four, right. or whatever the fuck we're in right now. So this movie is bullshit. Like I fucking hate this Ouch. movie. We haven't even gotten to King people. Uh, well, so and, and here's. First off, Kang had no business being in this movie. There was no reason for him to be in this movie. It, it was it wasn't a good fit to begin with. He was shoehorned in there. It would have been a much better movie if it was just Scott versus Modok, or if you felt like you needed a secondary hero or a secondary villain. Don't do uh, uh, Kang. Do Analyst or Annihilus. Yeah, right. Annihilus could have easily swapped for Kang, and then you're not doing harm to. All the <laughs> stuff that's leading up to is, yeah, yeah. The, all the stuff that's leading up to King Dynasty. So, what you've got is Ant Man One, good movie. Does it tie in? Yeah, in the post credit post credit scenes. Ant Man Two, good movie. Does it tie in? In the post credit scene. Ant Man Three is not a movie. It is an epilogue to Phase Five. And is completely skippable. And honestly, I would recommend you skip this movie because Dang. it doesn't do anything to help Kang or give any credibility to Kang as a, as a bad guy going forward. <laughs> I agree with that. So you've got uh, you've got the scene where he captures Ant Man, and he at first he he uh, he says well, he goes uh, he goes well, I'm an Avenger. Ant Man's like I'm an Avenger, and I've already called them. They're on their way. He goes, Oh, you're an Avenger. I've killed a bunch of them. Are you the one with the hammer? Right? So he doesn't know who Ant-Man is. Right. Then, not 15 seconds later, he goes through, he's telling Ant-Man, oh, I know about you know the time you lost with Cassie, and I know that you'd love to have that time back, and I know this, and I know, oh, did you know him or did you not know him? What the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> he forgot. It's like, you know, it's like he went from, I don't know who you are, to, well, no, here's your book. I've read all of it, and I've, you know, I've highlighted it. Here's the... Here's where I've dog tagged all the pages in your book, in your, in your memoirs. So like, that's, that's not, you know, this scene. Okay. We'll go back to it. No, that's in the same fucking scene. He doesn't know who he is. He confuses him with Thor to, he knows intimately Ant-Man's backstory. And Ant-Man is integral to his plan to get the, the quantum MacGuffin back. Right. For some reason, I still don't understand why he needed, Scott to steal, you know, the thing, right? I mean, yeah. So, and that's what I was saying a second ago. So even though Kang has conquered numerous multiverses, he's killed numerous Avengers and he knows who Ant-Man is. He does not understand pin particles and cannot access pin particles, never stole the blueprints for pin particles, <laughs> nothing. And so, and the only way to get this MacGuffin is with pin particles. With pin particles. And you got to have enough because one or two ain't going to do it. Nope. No, nope. you got to have a, you gotta have a so, shitload you gotta have of a shitload pin particles. So yeah. then you've got all the shit with Janet, who basically, she, uh, I mean, how many damsels in distress do you need in a movie? You know, Janet's captured, Cassie's captured, Ant-Man's captured. They're all captured. Like, they're all, they, oh, God. 
the actual rebels that they're murdering wholesale. <laughs> the the Kang's ba- Kang's henchmen are the most ineffectual henchmen I've ever seen in my fu- they are they are so far below stormtroopers. Right. Right. They got their oh, ass kicked by two septuagenarians and a teenage girl. Yeah. Well, like, handily got their ass kicked. I mean, it wasn't even a fight. Well, and uh, you haven't even got to the ants. They got beat up by the, a bunch of the ants. ants, giant ants. Then they they got beat up by a bunch of ants. But so here's here's my next like quandary about this movie. Kang gets the quantum MacGuffin back at the uh, at the end of the second uh, of the second. Um, uh, Act right. His plan. What is his plan at that point? PMR, explain <laughs> Kang's plan after he gets the 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 engine to get out of the quantum realm. What what is his plan at that point to do? To get out of the quantum realm. He wants to but escape. Why, but why didn't he leave? He had it. Well, he had the chair. He had shit to do. He had contact <laughs> cable company. He had to get Ford <laughs> change of address. Ugh. Yeah, you know, I mean, you just don't leave, Brian. So he's got the mean. He's he's been stuck in the quantum realm for thirty years. Exactly. He, he gets After the means years, you to leave. You gotta tie that shit up. He gets that shit off, man. He gets the means to leave the quantum realm. He decides. Well, no, I'm going to take this army with me that I've built down here. This army yeah, that uh, he loves so like, much. <laughs> It is are complete morons. I got to get this army out of here. Oh but wait, there is morons. <laughs> yeah, there it is morons. <laughs> oh wait, the rebels are attacking. Oh wait, the rebels have breached the perimeter. Right. I oh still wait, don't the need rebels to go are yet. beating the shit out of my army. Oh wait, what should I do? I'm gonna go confront the rebels. <laughs> All right. No need and to get lose. out of here quite yet. I'm gonna confront the rebels and get my ass kicked by. Uh, the the comic relief of the Avengers, but this is the big bad guy going forward into into Phase Five. Well, he was yeah, maybe the weakest this was of the more kings. Or less an intro- yeah, I mean, this is no introduction. To it's not Kang. though. They it's not though. He they said this what this is Kang the Conqueror. He's the outcast. He's the he's the one right, that went right. rogue. He's the one that he is the Kang the Conqueror. It's not like right, this is. It's not like he who remains. This is the one. Yeah, but he died at the end. So uh, did he die? I mean, we saw. I mean, he got sucked into that thing, but so did uh, Modok. So he's going to come back with a big old head. <laughs> no, I think what they're going to do is say that he's he's absorbed the engine, the energy from the engine, and he's more powerful. I mean, that's what they're going to say. Good. Sounds great. Who cares? But but there's a reason why. You know, the first time we saw Thanos, he wasn't getting his ass handed to him by Hawkeye. <laughs> like, this makes no goddamn sense. Like, how does this service the next the next movie or the phase at all? We just saw your big bad guy show up in a bad movie and get beaten by one of the weakest <laughs> Avengers. It, it would have served them better if they would have done this like they did the first Avengers where you saw Thanos at the end as the big bad guy but it was his general Loki that got defeated that was the was the main bad guy in the movie 
got his. So they should have made Modoc a little bit more threatening, made him the big bad guy, and then what the fuck was that? And then have um, Kang be kind of towards the end or yep. you know escape at the last minute lounging on his chair. Done. Yeah. Yeah, lounging on his chair and be done with it. And that would have been, like you said, that would Well, there's multiple ways you could have done it. One, when when the when the battle goes sideways, Kang demonstrates that he is smart, or, you know, he is an intellectual, and he fucking leaves. He realizes, I don't need this army. I can rebuild. I control time. What was I thinking? I'm getting <laughs> the fuck out of here. And then let them fight MODOK at the end and the army. Right. And save the fight with Kang for another day. One, two, keep him the fuck out of the movie and make it an Alice. Right. Mm. Or three. What I would prefer is leave all this shit alone. Dabble a little bit into the quantum realm and have Modoc be the bad guy, but have half the movie or three quarters of the movie still set on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It needed more movie on Earth. I agree with that. I didn't mind King. I like Jonathan Majors yeah. King. I think he did a great job. I like I liked everything about King except, you know, that he got his ass handed to him at the end. Uh and it just like you just said, it just kinda you know, negates the threat. It's kinda like Reed Richards in that uh movie that he was in with uh, Doctor Strange, you know? I mean yeah, they, they show up just to get their to ass handed to them. And then, yeah, they all died. And, and now we're supposed to be excited when when a Fantastic Four movie comes out. We just saw right. it get like turned into spaghetti, right? In in less than like what a minute. So right. yeah, yeah, it, it's just that kind of stupid stuff that you can't do that. So it's it's they it's like they should have built on the uh, not the the built on the uh, suspense of who Kang was. Like they did Thanos, they you know they built on the suspense of Thanos through all these movies. So when he did finally strike an Infinity War, it was like holy shit. Well now you know they've made Kang kind of a putz, and uh, with Ant Man, so it kind of eh. yeah. And that's why I'll, I kind of wonder if this this Kang is truly dead, so they can go and they showed the Kang, the Council of Kings at the end, so. Now they'll send a, a, a bigger batter king next time. That, yeah, you know, maybe won't fall for this. No, see, this is the king. Like that's the whole point is that he'll come back. He'll take control of the council of kings. But the uh, it's like they lost the recipe book. It's like they lost the recipe book, and they're like, ah, pitch of this, a dash of that. Oh, this, or, is, yeah, this is good. It's not good. Or, or I think I think you're right about that. I was just going to say real quick. It's like they lost the recipe book, or they're just like, you know what people love? People loved Ragnarok, and it was wacky, and it had crazy character side characters, and that's what we need right there. You know, I feel like they well, were trying to copy the the magic of Ragnarok and completely failed at it. And it wasn't even funny. Like the no. the film, like none of the none of the laughs landed. Um, uh, the Oh, so I was say, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, so a train. So it didn't dawn on me. I'm like, well, now, wait a minute. What's different now? What's different now than, than eight years ago? And, and well, back then, you know, you wrote a, the movie came first. The movie they were doing came first, not the phase. The movie came first. If they could fit it into the phase, they would. If they couldn't fit it into the phase, they'd handle it with the post credit scene. They would hype the the 
the next movie with the post credit scene, right? But but at the end of the day, you had a good movie, right? The, the movie they were servicing the movie that they were making. This is not Ant Man three. It's the epilogue or the prequel to Phase five. It, it's it's a chapter that is meaningless. They're te- they're saying it's meaningless. Uh, and honestly, they're more concerned about the trains running on time than actually writing a good film. This movie has to land in this window of time because the next movie has to land right. three months later. And then the next movie has to land three months after that. And the, and then the next show. movie and the TV and the TV. So it's all all of this stuff is staging and timetables and there's no oversight and it's so tightly laid out. If something's bad, they don't have time to fix it. They just <laughs> slap some duct tape on it and hope nobody notices. They also like I was reading right before we got on the call. Um, the uh, the article now is if you didn't like the effects in Ant Man, it's because they pulled animators and and everything to go do uh Wakanda forever. Yeah, I say I So they were on right. they were on a shoestring <laughs> and that's you, know, you look at that and you're like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, well, now let's talk about work. Black Panther two, how great of a movie that was. It's like yeah, yeah you same type crap. I mean just yeah, nothing. Hey, I like this you know what I like this better than Wakanda forever, to be honest with you. It was better. See, I, I that's the thing is this I like this movie. Mm. <sighs> See, that's hard. To, this it's movie does more damage play. than Wakanda Forever and Eternals and everything else. It does more damage than Black Widow. It does more da- like th- because this because it was really supposed to fucked. set something up. It's yeah because now we've got eight movies that are going to spin out of this, and we fumbled like on the on the the one yard line. We've, we haven't made it. We haven't made any progress on this phase, and the first movie is fucking it up right out of the gates. Dang, PMR, you you don't feel quite harsh about this, do you? About what? About Ant Man? You don't feel as harsh? <laughs> no, I, I really don't. It's Ant Man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Ant Man. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I mean, think about. We've all read comic books since we're kids. We know that when you have these little. You know your your small time characters. Every once in a while, they'll throw in a story where they right. defeat some big Doctor Doom, or, yeah. Them, right? Yeah, it makes them the big hero, and, and I think that's what they wanted to do here. This was they wanted to make make Ant Man go against a form, formidable foe. Well, and, here's uh, and that's what they did. Here's what should have happened. Like, oh, there's there. I give three scenarios. Right? Here's the fourth. Janet should have fucking died. Why they didn't kill somebody? Should have. I do not know. Right? Like, why? Why the? I mean, at least that. At least that. If it's like, uh, Kang is forced to retreat. Not this whole thing where he gets sucked, but Kang's forced to retreat, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? By the way, fuck you, Janet," and he kills Janet on the way out the door. Right. Okay. Yeah. Nobody died. Nobody got injured. No, there weren't. There's. There's some movies that they're not going to kill people in, and Ant Man's one of them. Yeah, but it would have it would have helped. Like we all said, there for a movie. I think for a movie about family, this had no emotional beats whatsoever in it. It felt like like it could have had something 
more emotional between Scott and Cassie or Hope and Scott or, you know, there was, there was never any, you never felt like any of them were in jeopardy. And then going back to, to what I'd said and we said, you know, you never felt like earth was really in jeopardy. Like they were going to save anybody. You know, we, we heard that Kang was a bad guy, but it was also self-contained in the quantum realm. And I think I was telling PMR afterwards, it's like, that has become kind of the new formula of, uh, to borrow a fa- phrase from uh, Brian, you know, there's no stakes here whatsoever. It's like, uh, as far as you can remember, like Shang-Chi, all the battle happened in, you know, a forbidden zone or whatever type stuff. Wakanda yeah. forever, uh, the battle happened at Wakanda. Uh, the Like, all of these battles that these recent movies have, the world never knew they even happened. You know what I mean? Like the Battle of New York and Avengers, everybody knew that shit was going down. That was real. And it kind of, not that it felt real, but you know what I mean? There was something about it that you latched on to. But all of these these battles that happen in these forbidden lands or whatever, it's sort of like, oh, uh, people in New York have no idea this is going on. So there's kind of nothing almost heroic about it (laughs) in a weird way. It's, It's just... There's no emotional connection that the hero is doing something heroic. And to your point, Brian, somebody should have died in this to make it feel like, oh, my God, this was a battle we've lost. or You know what I mean? Nothing like yeah. that. Nothing. No. And honestly, I mean, uh, it's basically Horton Hears a Who. <laughs> right, right. Um, so it's like you know, go back stuff, and all this yeah. stuff happened on, on the back of a on the back of a, uh, a ladybug. Right, right. They'll go back and this, you know what we did? We saved the earth from Kang. Oh, okay. Whatever, weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, Spider Man. Yeah, I, I mean, it, like I said, I, was it the worst movie? No, I, it wasn't. It, it, I, I didn't think it was. See, I don't I think it even qualifies as a movie. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> it was a, it doesn't a prequel to a TV I, 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 show no. to the uh, new yeah. movie series. Yeah. yeah. I think it it moved fast. I think the first half was very boring. I think <laughs> it was colorful. Half, it, was it wasn't even bright. that though. It was, it was too no, dark. It really was. It was really dark. It was really dark. But like the first thirty minutes were very slow. But the last half was moved very fast. I mean, yes, I don't know. It's they a, they uh, ended it stupid. It should have ended. Brad made a good point of when it should have ended. It should have ended when he started having the self doubt when he started walking down the road. Yeah, I said that it would have been great to have had it end with, you know, him being like, oh, I I saved the world again. I'm Ant-Man and all that stuff. And then as he's walking, he's kind of remembering stuff. And it's like this panic like builds he up. He did all this. Right. Yeah. And, and just go through with it and see like, oh, my God, I fucked up big time. The 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 world unleashed the evil of those leaves on the world. And we're all going to die type panic or something like that to have some sort of yeah, emotional beat. Right there. And then ended, yeah, but instead it. we had a birthday party. Yeah, well, instead he goes through that whole emotional thing that he's going through that self doubt. Right. He's like, and it nah. Ended right there, but instead he goes back to being happy again. And then he goes to the birthday party, and I'm like, and then when you said that, Brad, I was like, well, that that was the way to do it. Yeah, that would have been a much better way to end this movie. And kind of a cliffhanger or something. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it would have been cool. Like All there's right, so, a threat looming for the r- remainder of the phase. You know, there's a threat out there still. But nah, nah. what about the birthday party? The post credit <laughs> scene 
the the first of two post credit scenes. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about those real quick. Yeah. Uh, and, and wait, before I, I, I do want to make sure, uh, PMR, I know you had this complaint, and, and I think we've all had it before. A, probably all superhero movies, but we'll just pick on Marvel. Get away from the fucking, everything is so convenient. Like, you know, I've got my helmet on, shh, my helmet's off. I talk now, now shh, we're going back, I battle, I put my helmet back on. Kang has telekinetic oh type powers he has a force field he has laser beam eyes or what it's like everything every power is of convenience no one ever struggles like you know <laughs> like I, in the old days of the comic book uh, iron man if he didn't have as attache attache next to him he wasn't iron man <laughs> you know now i know in the comics he has it built in and or whatever that <laughs> stuff but it's like everything is that way so yeah, the heroes annoying, never struggle whatsoever. What was annoying with Kang, though, and I'm glad you brought this up, Brad, was like every time he'd fight, he'd throw a punch, he had the helmet on, and soon the next scene he'd turn his head and the helmet would go off. And he'd throw a punch again, the helmet would come. <laughs> right. like, can you just leave the fucking helmet on? I know who he is. I know it's Jonathan Majors. You don't have to keep showing that the helmet right. comes on and off and on and off and on and off. I mean... It's like, I want to see Kang. I don't want to see Jonathan Majors. Right. You know, I mean, it, it got annoying after a while. It yeah. was like every fucking scene. And and they did the same thing with the Modoc. It was like, oh, oh which I didn't, didn't mind so much. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hated his voice anyway. So it, uh, anyway, that, that got annoying after a while. Yeah. The best part of this movie, hands down, is Modoc. Wow. I liked Modoc. I really did. I you may you may be being facetious. No, Brian, I'm not being facetious. I, actually, I like the Modoc put stuff was weird and it was funny and I would have loved to have had that be the main bad guy and just have this goofy movie, especially considering all of the the Ant Man shouldn't be, you know, uh, like this. This isn't Ant Man should be. A heist, a funny, a goofy. goofy. Yeah. It should be a little goofy, and and so the the best part of this whole movie was Modoc, and the whole thing with it being Yellow Jacket, and when they flashed back to the whole scene with uh, you know, at the end of Ant Man One, where he got he got shrunk down, and even kind they kind of retconned it to where like his head was the last thing to right. shrink, and that's why that's why it looks like Modoc. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole thing. Like that was like Modoc was what? even even the stuff where he's like. Uh, Died an Avenger, and he's like, sure, you know, right, right. like all that kind of stuff, you know. What would have been a better, better movie is if they would have, they would have had to Janet Van Dyne left like a box of her, I don't know, condoms down in, in the <laughs> in the quantum zone, uh, and it's going to be tampons. Scott had to, so did she? Wait a minute. Since she doesn't have a penis, does she just keep them for nostalgia's sake? Well, c well considering she was hooking up with everything in the in the Phantom funny. Zone. I mean, she was she was all she was like. A are they Phantom are they in like a are they in like a scrapbook? Yes, we assume she did Bane King. By the way. Oh yeah, and uh, Bill Murray, and Bill Murray, and probably a few other so, things. Well, I was say so if. What would have been cool is okay. So she left something in the quantum zone, and it needs she. They need to go get it. So, <laughs> Ant Man teams up with his two bros, you know, right? Uh, and they go they go down there and do a heist down there, 
And in the meantime, they run into Modoc, and he's the bad guy. But then they bump into Kang at the very beginning. And he wants all of the condoms. He wants all the condoms. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Let me ask you something. She didn't bang Kang. Mm, debatable. I'm pretty sure she film. banged Kane. I'm, I would you think, think she so. Banged Kane? Yes. Yeah. And where did all these other? Well, let me ask you this: Where did all these other people come from? <laughs> so it's <laughs> like you, you, the flashback is just her and Kane, right? And then suddenly there's like two billion people in the quantum realm. Where did they all come from? Yeah. They're from Janet and Kane. So because she, she she didn't have her book of condoms. <laughs> but wouldn't that be a better story though? That would much better. And because it would follow it along, because Ant Man's kind of like a heist movie all the yeah, time. Yeah, okay, that would have been better. He would have had his two guys with him. They would have been fish out of water. They could have befriended some of those revolutionary people. Where it would have been more of a, we would have gotten to know them more. And instead of having Cassie and all that bullshit, Michael Douglas, you know, his arms up a. <laughs> Elephant's you know, butt, yeah. An asshole. Yeah, you know, I mean, it would have been, I think it would have been a much better movie. All right. I like, I like that. All right. Let's, uh, let's go over to the, the post credit scenes that we interrupted you with, Brian. So we had two post credit scenes. First one. <laughs> yeah, is you see um, uh, the Council of Kangs. You see um, what? Uh, Pharaoh Ramatut. You see um, the. Kang with the big immortal. Well, no, that's Ramatat. You see the Kang with like the Sphinx helmet or the. Yeah, that's Ramatat. Uh, that's who's the one with Immortus. the big. Immortus. Yeah, yeah. So you see Immortus, Ramatat. You see another one, and they're all talking about you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, they they the trapping Kang. yeah the bad Kang in the in the quantum realm. And uh, and then it pans out, and you see like the they're in a coliseum or like a where where there's thousands of kangs like in the in the stands and that's actually from a comic uh, pmr do you know what issue that's from what's that i'm sorry that scene <laughs> with all the kangs in the stadium oh yeah that was like an avengers mid avengers uh like i don't know it's like 250 260 back in the uh, it was 292 but that actual good. scene is lifted directly from yeah, avengers that was 292 cool. that was neat um except for the act all acted like Lunatics. Much, before, uh, <laughs> much uh, longer before uh, Rick and Morty did it, you know. So yeah. Council of Cain was was definitely before Rick and Morty, and before the uh, Council of Reed Richards. They did the same thing back in the uh, late eighties, also. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so the yeah, they were hooping Kings and that, hollering. They were they were hooping yeah. it up. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that yeah, was pretty cool. Scene. I mean, it was neat seeing Immortus and and uh, Ramatut, and I think PMR. You said the the other guy was maybe the Silver Centurion or somebody. Yeah, uh, Scarlet Centurion. Scarlet Centurion. Even though he was blue there, but it's it's the character is Scarlet Centurion. Gotcha. That was another uh, King identity. So I thought that was neat, and then they pull or they show the Council of Kings whooping it up and whoo whoo whoo. Even the dog pound and everything, I love. Yeah, it was like the dog pound from uh, uh, Arsenio <laughs> Hall. PMR said that. I'll, I'll give him credit. <laughs> they, they really so that. That. And then the second post-credit scene, which yeah. really in, in, encapsulates like what this movie was designed. <laughs> everything to be. that infuriates Brian. Yeah, it's the second post-credit scenes is a teaser for Loki season two. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Like, uh, why? Uh, have we not seen it? Like, has Loki not interacted with Kang enough at this point? Like, why? And it's them. It's them back in like the nineteen twenties. You know, um, uh, watching a vaudeville act that Kang is a part of. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? Is like, that is that a special Kang for for us uninitiated? I don't even know. Okay. Okay. Are, I didn't know if there was a, if that was somebody. No Kang. Horton, whatever. What's his name? Phineas. Phineas Horton. Phineas Horton is the guy who made the Human Torch. Oh. What's, what was this Kang's name then? Victor Timely. Yeah, there you go, Victor no. Timely. Is Named that somebody? Uh, Timely Com. No, but Victor Timely. It's uh, they took the name Timely Comics, which was what Marvel Comics was called before it was Marvel oh, Comics. Oh, all right, good history lesson. <sighs> so, all right. So yeah, this movie was just a big letdown for Brian. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like. Well, I'll get into my ratings, I guess, in a second. But, yeah, any other comments or thoughts about this film? I mean, I I pretty much said everything. I mean, I I didn't think it was as bad as everybody's making it. It definitely doesn't deserve a 47. I I would say maybe like in the 60s or, or, you know, low 70s. 60s are fresh. And 70s are certified fresh. Not not Podman fresh. I I would watch... Probably watch this again. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's as bad as everybody says it is. I've seen well, you, worse. All right. So here's the thing, I've, though. You you've got to realize there's you've got to be object, objective to uh, to an extent. The I just because Marvel <laughs> is is at is on the bumper at the beginning of the movie doesn't mean everything <laughs> oh, else no. gets a pass, right? Like, like, so if you want them to stop making shitty movies like this, somebody's got to call them out on the fact that it's shitty. And stop and that's that. That. Uh, but you know what, though? Here's the thing, though. This, if this movie would have came out five or six years ago, it, it would have gotten like in the 80s. Everybody right now is... is I disagree. I, I, think, I think everybody automatically has taken away 20 points from Marvel because it's Marvel. You know, and... Everybody, I mean, like I said, was it the best movie? No, it wasn't the best Marvel movie. No, what, but what do you attribute that not, to, though? It's like, I would watch this over any of that garbage DC's put out for the last few years. I mean, over I, Batman, I mean, Batman, yeah, no, no, Suicide no. Squad, no, <laughs> but but Batman, Superman. That's uh, I say that has more rewatch value. Uh, JLA, I mean. So let, let me. So let's test your theory now. Avengers Endgame came out May 2019, right? Okay. And Marvel was on the highest of highs. That was everybody was bought in. The brand couldn't get any bigger. <laughs> Avengers, everybody was on an Avengers high. Everybody loved it. So why today do you think everybody hates on Marvel and immediately takes 20% off their score? Because they're making shitty movies. It's, it's no. just that simple. The, mo- the quality has dropped. 
The the movie they're they're the, not. I agree with you. The quality has dropped. No, but, no, I totally agree. And I, I agree that this six this out of five. movie is like in the sixty or in the seventy. But a forty-seven? Come on! I mean, this is not a forty-seven. Uh, yeah. Movie. So, uh, and, and honestly, I think it's absolutely a forty-seven movie. Uh, it is because that. because you're opposite of me because where you say that because it has a Marvel I'm rated high. I say you. Rate it low because it has a marble. No, fair enough. Fair no, point. no, that's a fair counterpoint. I went. I, went uh, I'm st- I still want to like it. I still. I, I still go uh, early release night to go see these movies. I, I go into the movies You're hoping it's going to be good. Foolish. foolish. I keep. Go- I, I keep going in hoping they're going to prove me wrong. And 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 they since Endgame, other than Spider Man Far From Home, it's been a shit show. And and. Basically, uh, the reason I'm scoring it so low is because this isn't the Eternals was a throwaway movie. These are characters we may never see again. I wasn't, you know, in love with to begin with. It didn't. It, they took a chance. It didn't land. Okay. No. But there's nothing wrong with the arc for the Eternals movie, what right? I don't like 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 some of the choices they made, but at least the story makes linear sense. This doesn't what? make linear sense. There's contradictions in this movie the whole time that don't make sense. There's assumptions that are made. There's things that conflict, and they don't even bother addressing them or trying to fix them. It's And you took the bad guy that is supposed to set up the next eight movies and made him look like a putz, a complete <laughs> and total putz. So, of the two, of of Endgame or of, of Eternals and of Ant Man Quantumania, Ant Man Quantumania should have been a very easy movie to make. They found I a way agree. to fuck it. They found a way to fuck it up, <laughs> and they found a way to to not only fuck it up, fuck up the build for all these other films. But when you're so, sitting there watching this movie, are you thinking about all that? Yes, one thousand. Oh, yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Then you're you not enjoying the movie. You're Why would I enjoy to. a movie that doesn't make any sense? Because you when, gotta sit there and no, you don't. No, no, you don't. Like when you're, you're you're too concerned with all this other stuff. I'm concerned with the film making sense. <laughs> so, it made sense. No, he it didn't. Down, he got trapped. He got. He found this time. Guy. When when King. When Kang has been, yeah. When Kang's been trapped in the quantum realm for thirty years, and all he wants is that quantum engine so he can power up his chair and get the fuck out of there, and then he gets the engine and he hangs around for another thirty-five minutes to get his ass kicked by Ant Man. I got a problem with that. Dang. I think you got gonna... shit to do. We've already discussed that. Yeah, let it go. It didn't make any goddamn sense. Like, like, so yeah, okay, okay. He wants to get his, he wants to get his army out of there. Okay. Well, clearly his army is getting ripped through like tissue paper, so maybe uh, they're not worth waiting for. Get the fuck out of there. He believes in them. There's your chair. There's the engine. Plug the fucking engine into the chair and bounce. Start over. Like, build a new army. You're the master of time, for fuck's sake. You, You can go build another army. Like, this shit is all occurring to me while I'm in the movie. I'm like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. 
And so if it's occurring to me taking it the very first time, you know those fucking writers knew this. You know the move, the producer knew this. You know the director knew this. That there are these huge gaping fucking plot holes in this movie, and nobody gives a shit enough to fix them. Not even because it, it's got to come out. Well, that well, think about this. Why do you think their 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 um, performances are so fucking flat? Because they knew this movie sucked. <laughs> they knew it. Paul Rudd would so, have rather no, been in Mac and they, Me. I don't think they even pay that much attention to it. I think it's flat because of green screen. I think they just. Play too much in green screen and stuff. Well, uh, and again, uh, that's another symptom of this film sucking. So uh, that's that's my point. Is uh, uh, Eternals bad movie? Yep. Uh, Avengers, uh, uh, Avengers, Ant Man, Quantum Mania, bad chapter in a phase uh, that I've got to sit through another sixteen to twenty. Eight hours in, or right. don't, or don't, you, you, you or know, don't, don't encourage and that them. Brings it full circle. Like I'm, I will go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I do not give a shit about uh, uh, Captain Marvel. The Marvels. The Marvels. I do not care. Like, I, and honestly, anything that's got Kang's name on it now, I, like this has got a bad taste in my mouth. Like, well. And, and Brush your teeth, boy. Yeah. Brush your teeth. Because, and, and here's, <laughs> here's, the, here's the litmus test. Here's the litmus test, PMR. Would Endgame have had the same punch if Hawkeye beat the shit out of Thanos the first no, time you saw I him? I agree with you. That's what I said. I said earlier. They, they should not have done that. That was a huge... That was a so mistake. not only is the, bad, is the movie bad, it's also damaging to the franchise. I, well, I say I wouldn't, give any, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say it, it could have damaged the franchise. Yes, but it's the first one. I, I'm going to reserve until I see a couple of more. But I, I don't think while I'm sitting there watching it that I was just enjoying the movie from here and there. I mean, was there some stuff like like I said in there that I looked at Brad and said, "Okay, that's kind of stupid." Yeah, this is that that was dumb. This is dumb. It's too dark. Stuff like that. But at the end of the at the end of the movie, it was like, oh, okay, you know, it was it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't it wasn't the best. So <laughs> three uh, out I of mean, five. I, I mean, that's really what it is. That's literally a that's three out of five. It. It's three out of five. Because, okay. I mean, uh, I, and and if anybody, let me just say this: if anybody <laughs> other than Jonathan Majors and Paul Rudd played these parts, yeah, it probably would have been like a, a one or a two. Nah. They pulled this movie well, up. They, they were the only thing that made this movie. I wanted to like King a hell of a lot more. I I, thought King the, I, was pretty cool. Yeah, his performance was fine. He looked cool. His performance. I mean, absolutely, but right. yeah, he was still a pop. Let me ask you this: So, if you're trying to sell this movie to somebody that hasn't that hasn't seen it yet, well, what is your tagline? Hey, you like Ant Man? You like Ant Man one and two? None of that happens, and Ant Man doesn't act like Ant Man from the first two movies. Did you like Ant Man? Well, this is not that. This is not the movie for you. <laughs> Wait, are you excited? Are you excited for the prospect of <laughs> Kang the Conqueror? You are. Long time. Well, this also is not the movie for you. <laughs> you liked Mannequin and Mannequin Two. <laughs> the 
this movie might just hey, be for you. This was no mannequin too. We watched Mannequin not too long ago. I made the boys sit through that. <laughs> because we are – don't get me on this rant because it's almost two hours. Uh, we're out of comedies to watch. That's why. But we'll talk about that later. Something about Mary. Let them watch that. We've seen it. We've seen Kingpin. Oh, I think oh, we're shit. completely out of comedies. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel if you're doing Mannequin. Uh, totally. Thanks, HBO Max. All right. Anyway, Brian. So, I, I so PMR. Is that your score? The three out of five. Yeah, actually three out of five. Good guess, Brad. Okay. Well, I guessed when you said it's not the worst movie and it's not the best movie. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I would love to have a, a five minute historian because I think that's the lowest grade PMR's ever given a Marvel movie. <laughs> you no, may I be right. Eternals. I uh, gave Eternals uh, two. Maybe. Or maybe, or maybe a three. Maybe it was I a three. I think you gave it a three. I will have to go with a two, I think, for it. Um, I, I wanted it to be cool with Kang. And again, the, uh, it was cool. Jonathan Majors was great. Uh, he looked great. I mean, it was one of the best uh, comics to film uh, translation of how that character looked and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was well done when he had his blue mask on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I could have given a shit less about these characters. And it's sad because we spent so much time with Ant-Man in his movies and, and uh, Avengers and how he played a crucial role of, you know, being stuck in. Wait a minute. Well, he was. Was he stuck in the quantum realm in the van? Yeah. Before? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the van years. wasn't in the quantum. The, the van wasn't in the quantum realm. No, but he, yeah, but the he quantum was, right? generator was in the was in the van, and he was in right. the van. Right, yeah. right. So odd that yeah. he never knew about any of this stuff before. Maybe that's why he was not so shocked. Well, he was only stuck in the quantum realm for a couple of hours. Oh, okay, okay, thank you. That's why the ants grew like they did. Yeah, oh, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so again, we, everybody loved Ant Man, and he was a great comic relief and kind of a humanizing type person amongst the gods and all that stuff. But in here, I just did not care about him whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, so I'll give it a yeah. two. You do not, I kind of like for different reasons, maybe from Brian, you don't, you could completely skip this movie and probably have a wonderful life. No. <laughs> oh. Are you ready for mine? I guess so. I will give this movie a one. Yeah. Uh, a zero. Because it's like a Marvel. binary? No, no. <laughs> and you don't know make that's not why. That. You know that's not. You know that's not why. Like why? this, why? this movie failed at, at every it broke possible. Brian's heart. That's why he's giving it a one. He had all it's, the hopes that this was going to restart fresh, a beloved character like Kang, start off the new thing, and it completely broke your heart, Brian. That's what I'm hearing. It, it did. It did. I would argue that. Uh, if you have the choice of watching this movie and skipping this movie, you would be better off skipping this movie and checking in on Kang the next time he makes an appearance after they've had a chance to course correct. Because I guarantee you, like all of the stuff I have said, uh, like <laughs> they already knew. They they knew all this stuff six months ago. They knew, wait a minute, we got a problem with Kang. Wait a minute, we got a problem with this movie. We got a problem with like why did we put Kang in this movie? We we boxed we we painted ourselves into a corner 
and we gotta the movie's gotta release. So just put it out there and hope hopefully uh, people don't point out the turd that it is. Hopefully, but here's the thing: you've got this, you've got Guardians, and then you've got. Uh, it was already a weak year for Marvel anyway. Uh, now that you've pushed back Marvels and Guardians is going to be completely outside of the whole Kang thing, this thing's going to have longer to marinate and stink. This turd is going to sit on the plate a lot longer than they originally planned on. So, uh, yeah, I would say skip this. Don't go see it. It's not an Ant-Man movie. If you like Ant-Man, you won't like it. It's not the Ant-Man that you've seen. If you're excited for Kang, this is just going to dump a bucket of cold water on your on your excitement. <laughs> Skip this movie. Wait until they have a chance to fix it, and the next time we see Kang, where he actually, well, this feedback has had a chance to to, to resonate, and they go and actually do something to fix it. The problem <laughs> is the movie should have been fixed before it ever went to theaters. They didn't do it because we'll buy we'll eat anything that that, that ladle up to us and. Uh, They've got to hit this this release window, or else it's going to screw up their whole timeline. Ouch! Well, harsh words from Brian. There, I hope I hope uh, Marvel, you are listening, man. Gee, so are you not going to go see the Marvels? Is that what you're saying? I, I I'll yeah. see it at some point. I have no intention. So well, you're not going to go opening night to see the Marvels? No, no. Who no. Would? Are you? No. Yeah, bro, you are too. You're <laughs> PMR, you drug me. <laughs> You've drug me to see Shang Chi. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you like this: compared to this movie, Captain Marvel looks like a fucking tour de force. <laughs> All the shit that I complain about with is Captain a tour Marvel de force on the screen. <laughs> All the stuff I complained about with Captain Marvel making. Uh, uh, um, Nick Fury looked like a like a a, a putz like all, all that stuff like uh, like I will take that Captain Marvel movie over this bullshit or really anything since Endgame I will take that movie over Shang-Chi? anything we've gotten since Endgame uh, Shang Chi Eternals this uh, Black Widow I'll take it over any of them I'm not including wow. home, uh, Far From Home just because it's Sony like it's they're kind of on their own they're on their own. They have the chance to veto the, the Kevin Feige bullshit. Anyway. Wow. Well, that's one's, this so one's Brian, a surprise. Brian, yeah. So when's uh, Marvel's coming out? November. Uh, I'm around. If yeah. I'm in town, Brad, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll, I'll drag you to uh, They pushed it from it? July to November. No, really? Did they really? Yeah. Yeah. And so in, in Marvel's, when did they do that? When did they like do last that? week. Yeah. And uh, and Marvels isn't really supposed to have anything to do with Kang. It's supposed to be more tied to Secret Wars. Yeah, somebody, so somebody's got some fixing to do. Yeah, uh, this goddamn this movie sucked. Wow. Well, right. um, <laughs> have you? That's the quote under uh, Brian's poster. <laughs> goddamn, goddamn this movie yeah. sucked. This movie sucked. <laughs> You can't tell me that anybody that watched that movie didn't see the exact same things that I just said on this podcast. I think you're right. We all Look. said the same thing. Brian, here's the thing. We all said the same thing on the podcast. But it's just that it, if you enjoyed it or not, if you, if you really let all that stuff get to you to a point where you can't just sit and enjoy the movie, then, I mean, that's 
You know, I can sit and know all this shit is shit, and then and oh, they shouldn't do this. But at the at the end of it, it it's, it's I enjoyed the parts of the movie. You know, it's still a comic book movie on on the big screen that had some somewhat decent parts in it, like Modoc or Paul Rudd's Ant Man and. Paul Rudd's Ant Man was not a decent part of this. Jonathan uh, Winters. Jonathan uh, Winters as King. King. I I would love to see Jonathan Winters as King. I mean, (laughs) so you know, I kind of enjoyed that kind of stuff. You knew him from a Mad, 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 Mad World. And Mork and Mindy. You loved him on Mork and Mindy. You loved him as as Kang the Conqueror. Hey, I mean, get over make, here. Make great points. I mean, all your points are valid. I, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with anything you said. They're all valid. Just points, your score. I just, it's you just yeah. didn't enjoy it. But you just didn't enjoy it. Just relax. Yeah. Kick back. Have a beer. Have a beer when you watch it. See, I thought, I agree with Have Brian. Two beers when you watch it. <laughs> you may need a couple stop of beers. Stop the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> uh, but I didn't, even to that point, PMR. I didn't find this movie enjoyable. It, it like it's not enjoyable enough to me to well, say Brad, I want to watch it again. The, no. watch it again. the only thing I would I'll watch just, again is that oh first God. end credit scene, just to pay a little bit more attention to Immortus and those guys. I'd watch, I'd watch it again in the background. If it was playing in the background, it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'd but, put on know. Seinfeld instead if I want some background noise. Like the Ra- Raquel Welch episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, on a loop. Yeah, <laughs> on a loop. All right. Hey, you know, should that one end, Margaret, on uh, Seinfeld? It could have been. It very well could have been. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though, real quick, and we'll try and make it quick. I mean, have you gone back and watched any recent Marvel movies again on, on Disney Plus, Brian? Like, have you went back and watched Shang-Chi just to be like, you know no. what, I need something in the background. Let me put this on. I haven't either. No. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm gonna, if I'll put something on the background, it'll be something. It'll be like Rick and Morty. It'll be like, uh, or not, not uh, even that, but just be like, you know what? I'd like to watch a Marvel movie. Uh, let me give Shang Chi another try. Let me give. No, I have no. Yeah. Okay. No. I, no. I, Eternals, Shang Chi. No. Like uh, Endgame. Yeah, I can have Endgame. Right. Like, Endgame will suck me in again. Like, Endgame is like, oh, You'll sit shit, there and I'm watching this three movie hours again. Yeah. from start to finish. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's like, I'll just turn this off for a minute and then it's like, I'm there. Yeah. Like, the kids watched it like a week or so ago. Um, uh, um, Winter Soldier, same way. I'll get yeah, sucked yeah. back into Winter Soldier. But none of, but, none, yeah. none of the other more recent ones, right? No, the more recent stuff. And it's because it's not really. Those are at least more more rounded movies than this was, but even but it's characters that you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Like they, they, it's they suck, uh, but not suck you in. Yeah, they suck, but not suck you in. The, and I think that's the big thing that like for me is if you make a good movie about Ant Man and you staple on Kang, that's that's all it's got to be. Staple you know, reference Kang or put Kang in the post credit scenes. And just give me a good Ant-Man movie because I like the first two. It should have been easy. And they they went out of their way to fuck this up. So. All right. Well, there you go. PMR, <sighs> I don't know what to tell you other than I can't wait to see Marvels with you in November. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy in what, May? June? Yeah, May. Probably go see that. 
finish that one out. Yeah, so there you go. All right. Well, very good. Uh, anything else? What's what's coming up next on the docket here? Uh, Creed three. Creed three. Three motherfuckers. All right. <laughs> and air. We have something in uh, something else in mid May. I forget what it is. Oh, Shazam. Oh yeah, Shazam. Oh yeah. Yeah, think about that. So, so your comment a minute ago, PMR, about ten minutes ago, whatever it was, like you would take this movie over all the DC shit that's come out lately. The DC shit that's come out lately is Shazam, Batman, and um, uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, and Joker. All of those. Oh, uh, you can you can take Joker. Uh, yeah, I'd take this over Joker. Like. Every day of the fucking week. Uh, but uh, that you, have, you, you may have to be in a mood for Joker. I mean, Joker's kind of a, a slow burn, no, depressing not, movie. Not a, yeah, it's very But slow. still, like, uh, even three out of four, those three movies all came out since um, Endgame. Would you? Here's I would take any of those hey, three movies over okay. Shang-Chi, Eternals, yeah. Black Widow, Ant-Man, all of it. Okay. Now, here's... Now, y'all going to sit there and say, I, I'm flip-flopping. But... Brad, I'll ask Brad, because Brad's pretty neutral. All right. Would you agree that The Batman, although it is a cool movie, it's like a slow movie? So, oh, absolutely. Like, you have to be in a mood to sit and watch The Batman. Yes. Where Ant-Man's just like a goofy, ba- goofy movie that's... I will. So, it's, in terms of if I want to sit and watch something and just kind of, you know, not have to think, I would. I would rather watch Ant Man, the the Batman. Okay. The Batman. Well, that's fair enough. Why is just thinking always a chore? <laughs> <laughs> like, PMR like, is a PMR, thinking man. Why here. Is, I think all the time. <laughs> like I don't ever think of it. Like, oh, why am I having to oh, think about Jesus this? Christ. Oh, it's so cumbersome having to use my brain. Gotta pour the <laughs> pour the coffee <laughs> in the cup. That's hard to think. What? Yeah, what's happening when you're not thinking about something? Is it just like that's when blueberry enters the arena? Like just wind noises? Like. Just, <laughs> But, but to your point, PMR, to, to engage to engage in a movie like Joker or The Batman, uh, is, I don't even like the. Joker. Okay, okay, like so The, the Batman is a different, uh, absolutely a different. Uh, you you have to be in a different mood, I think, to watch and sit absolutely, and enjoy it yes. than you would even like yeah. The Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is kind of a happy-go-lucky movie that you can sit, and it can be kind of like something in the background or whatever. The Batman, you put that on the background, and you'd fall asleep. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of have to pay attention to it. You'd be completely lost. Yeah, absolutely. So so this movie, if you're saying that this movie should be a three because you can put it on in the background and and kind of forget about it, then I would agree with that. <laughs> I, would, I think I would agree with that. But I'm still not saying it's a very good movie. And I didn't really like the Batman that much either, though. So. I'm just saying it doesn't deserve a 47. That's it. I don't know about that. I think that's a little bit too low. I that's think you need to harsh. add 20 points to that. Oh, it's not fresh. You can know if you add. See, that's your problem. Is is you? If you say this movie is fresh, 
then it's like, well, then we got problems. Fuck. You're going to have problems. Yeah, like, oh, well, then, then, oh, then Fresh is fine. Give me all my Marvel what movies is, like this from fresh? now on. I mean, Fresh is what? What's Fresh? I mean, Fresh like, is 60. Yeah, 60 right. and above. Right. So you're saying well, give man, this well, thing. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Yeah, it's all made up it's numbers. Like made up. Yeah, it's all made up. It's, it's like our binary. It's zero or one. <laughs> it's like the zero or the one. It's the same thing. Yeah, I give it it's a zero. Fresh and not fresh. Yeah, uh, it's a zero. It's a one. I hated this movie. <laughs> well, I think that's where we should wrap it up. Brian's like seething over there. I hated this movie because it broke his heart. BMR, you don't I understand. Kick Peyton Reed's ass right now. <laughs> you don't understand. He is—he's a heartbroken man. He was looking so forward to Kang, and it's like, damn it, you done fucked me up. All right. Well, I can't wait to. Until hopefully, we'll get some uh, feedback from. Uh, from Alex, because I would, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that if, if he loved the movie, I wish he could have been here. Uh, but let's uh, uh, wait until next time and get Alex's opinion. But until next time, save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>